Hello beautiful people, you are listening to the voice of David Odejai. I am the host of the Half Court Hustle, the podcast dedicated to bringing you the finest in basketball news and analysis. Look, we've got a hell of a lot to get through here today. Yesterday was the fantastic playing game between the Portland Trail Blazers and the Memphis Grizzlies, so we'll get into that. And of course, Monday marks the start of the NBA playoffs. It's been a hell of a long ride to get here, but here we are. I'll be going through my predictions later in this episode, but before we get into all of that, you guys know where to find me, Instagram, Twitter, use the handle at Hustle. Comment, like, retweet, do all of that good stuff. Let's have a conversation. I know some of you are going to be mad at the predictions I make later on in this episode. So listen, let me know about it. Let's let's talk. Let's debate. I can tell you why you're wrong. We can we can do we can do all of that. So make sure that you find me on the socials and let's go. All right. So that nail biter of a game between the Portland Trailblazers and the Memphis Grizzlies. Portland come out on top 126 to 122 to cement their place in the eighth seed of the Western Conference and go through to the first round where they will face the Los Angeles Lakers. Heroes of the box score, Dame, video game Dame and CJ McCollum putting up big numbers as usual with a pair combining for 60 points. It was CJ McCollum's turn to play the hero in this game with 14 points in that fourth quarter, including two huge back-to-back baskets to put the Blazers up by six late in the game. Jar Morant for the Memphis Grizzlies, showing real leadership, lifting his team, playing consistently in big minutes in this game. He finished with 35 points. And, you know, he did everything that we've been seeing from him all season dazzling with his ball handles and his his explosiveness and you know quite honestly I think Morant may well be the best athlete this league has seen since Russell Westbrook. Um, I'm not as impressed with him on the defensive end of the floor and I think there were a couple of mistakes he made late in the game which I think will improve with experience no doubt Um, but you know this guy showed that he's the future of this league man. Um, and this this Memphis team has a bright future ahead of it with him at the helm. The battle of the big men lived up to its expectations. Jonas Valanciunas and Yusuf Nurkic with massive box scores. Nurkic turned in a 22.22 rebound game. Valanciunas had a massive game as well. He was a major catalyst for the Grizzlies in that second quarter when it looked like the game was running away from them. He finished with 22 and 17. Yusuf Nurkic, I have to stop and give a note to him here because he sacrificed so much just to stay with the Trailblazers in the bubble upon finding out that his grandmother was ill with COVID-19. She sadly passed away, rest in peace. But, you know, Nurkic acquitted himself well. I can imagine he's been playing with heavy emotions, but, you know, he has been fantastic for the Trailblazers ever since his return to injury. So, you know, I I feel for the guy, it can't be easy going through this situation and still having to perform on this higher level on a nightly basis, but, but hats off to him. He really came through for his team yesterday night. We got good games from the young Grizzlies talent as well. 
Dylan Brooks and Brandon Clark both finishing with 20 points each. Both of them were dialed in from the three-point line as well, each hitting four or five from downtown. Um, Dylan Brooks in particular, he impressed me on the defensive end of the ball as well. Like he he gave Lillard a hard time um, and Lillard didn't have a great shooting night from the floor, although he got a lot of his points from the, the, the free throw line. I liked what I saw from those two. Um, and this this Grizzlies team has a young core, which I think can be very effective going forward, especially when Jaron Jackson Jr. comes back into that lineup. Last but definitely not least, Carmelo Anthony, 21 points. The dagger to put the Blazers up by six with 20 seconds left to go. He hit that massive clutch three. Again, not the best shooting night from him, although he was perfect from the stripe. Um, but he delivered for his team when his number was called. And that's exactly why Mello was brought onto the Blazers in the first place. Um, and i got to say, I was so wrong. Like, if you go back to, it might be episode six or seven, you know, I will throw my hands up and say I was one of those guys who said, Mello's washed, he's been kicked around from team to team. It's obviously him that's the problem. I was I was so wrong about that. And, and Mello has proved his doubt was wrong. Um, you know, all season long. So this is just another in the long string of examples of him showing that he's still got what it takes to be productive in this league. So hats off to him, hats off to the Blazers. God, what an incredible game. Um, just to set the scene, the Memphis Grizzlies came into the bubble with a sizable lead over the Portland Trailblazers who are in that ninth spot. Um, the Grizzlies at the start of the bubble lost a couple of key games to Portland and then San Antonio. Um, things got worse after they lost Jaron Jackson Jr. to a torn meniscus, putting him out for the rest of the season. The Grizzlies limped to a 2-6 and six finished, but they managed to fend off the perfect Phoenix Suns, who ended with a, an 8-0 record. Uh, but the Grizzlies holding on to that to that ninth seed. Um but falling out of the eighth seed, which is really key in this play-in format, because, you know, as you already know, the ninth seed, in order to get in, had to beat the eighth seed twice in a row, which just turned out to be too much for the Grizzlies on this particular occasion. Portland, on the other hand, complete opposite in terms of form. You know, off the back of some historic play from Damian Lillard, who, by the way, the only player not named Wilt Chamberlain to put up three 60-point games in a season. Um, off the back of his magnificent play, Blazers finished 6-2 uh, and two in the bubble, leapfrogging Memphis for that all-important eighth seed. The Blazers' offense was revitalized, really, by the return of Yusuf Nurkic, who hadn't played basketball in over a year after that horrific leg injury he suffered. CJ McCollum has been fired from the bubble, as usual, um, Gary Trent Jr. has emerged as a key piece of this offense as well. Um, basically, everything was clicking for Portland at exactly the right time. So momentum very much in favor of the Blazers. And in my eyes, the Grizzlies were firmly in the underdog position. So just to recap the game, that first quarter, Portland jumped out to a massive lead off the back of some really strong play from Yusuf Nurkic, um, their, their defense was stifling as well. You know, they held the Grizzlies to 19 points and it really looked like they were going to run away with this game pretty early on. There was a massive uh, free throw disparity as well. They got to the line early and often. 
and that disparity would really continue throughout this game. Memphis, on the other hand, they showed their fight-back spirit, opening the second quarter with a searing 14-2 run, really sparked by Jonas Valanciunas and Kyle Anderson, who is a really good asset to this Grizzlies team. Anderson, he's got some pretty good handles. He can, he's almost like a, a, you know, he can almost act as a second point guard. So he's able to bring the ball and he found Jonas Valanciunas with some really crisp passing. And Dylan Brooks as well, putting up a couple of big threes. Those three really sparking the Memphis offense. Um, Portland came back and closed out the half with a six-point lead after back-to-back threes from Damian Lillard and more buckets from Yusuf Nurkic. Memphis responded, however, with a 42-point third quarter with Ja Morant with some amazing finishes, Brandon Clark and Dylan Brooks pouring in some three-pointers as well. That quarter helped the Grizzlies into a five-point lead heading into that all-important fourth quarter. And the, the Grizzlies really showed a lot of fight here. They were up in that fourth quarter by as many as eight points. But, you know, the clutch play of the Blazers is just too much here. In the final four minutes of the game, Jar Morant puts the Grizzlies up by three. CJ comes back the other way, puts Jar Morant on skates and hits a nasty step-back three-pointer in his face to tie up the game. After a missed layup by Morant, Nurkic then comes back and hits a massive three-point play to put Portland up by three. Uh, the Grizzlies, who are in desperation mode at this point, come back the other way, try and run a play which breaks down after, in my eyes, you know, Jonas Valanciunas was fouled. But somehow that busted play led to like a desperation ball scramble. And Jonas Valanciunas is able to hit the layup to put the Grizzlies within one point. But then CJ, CJ, CJ comes back, hits another three to put Portland up by four. Um, John Morant in response with a horrible turnover where he kind of just jumps, gets stuck in the air with nowhere to go. The pass is deflected. CJ isolates on Morant again, drives left and hits a massive mid-range jump shot to put Portland up by six. Just incredible play by CJ. And not bad defending by Morant either. Like he he did his best to keep uh, McCollum in front of him. But CJ just stuck one in his eye. That was just an example of good offense beating good defense. Um, but to seal the game, Damian Lillard brings up the ball, runs down the clock, drives on Grayson Allen, collapsing the defense. Brandon Clark, unfortunately, just kind of got caught ball watching, left Carmelo open in the corner. Mello rises up, nails that three-pointer, and that was the end of that. So there you have it, an entertaining and competitive game, really from start to finish. Congratulations to the Portland Trailblazers. They absolutely peaked at the right time and fought really hard to earn that final spot. You've got to feel sorry for the Memphis team, um, but credit to them for really not giving up on their playoff run. Um, they, you know, first of all, for managing to hang on to that that ninth spot, especially with Phoenix breathing hot on their heels, um, and also for taking it to this Portland Trailblazers team, which is stacked with talent, uh, even though they were missing one of their, their best players in, in Jaron Jackson Jr. This squad, like I said, talented core of young guys, they've got a good future ahead of them, um, and they've shown that they've got fighting spirit so you know I'm, I'm more than excited to see what 
Morant and the Grizzlies can do in the future. There you have it with that playing game the playoff picture is now set so i've got a series of predictions here i'm gonna roll through these rapidly let me know what you think let me know what you think hit me up on twitter at half court hustle think i got it right do you think i got it horribly wrong let's let's talk guys let's talk lakers and blazers this is going to be a hot matchup the blazers are in fantastic form their star players are getting hot at exactly the right time. And look, we know Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum will get theirs. Uh, and looking at that Lakers backcourt, I can see them struggling defensively, especially since they don't have Avery Bradley. Um, Danny Green is going to need to be on point defensively for LA for sure. On the flip side, I can't see anybody on this Blazers team who's going to be able to contain Anthony Davis. Uh, I would expect LeBron to step up big time now that the playoffs are here. Um, Kyle Kuzma will be an X factor as well. If he can keep up his consistency, he's going to be a dangerous third scoring option. I won't deny that there is some upset potential here. Momentum is definitely in Portland's favor. The Lakers, you know, it's it's the end of the regular season, so it, it's not you can't necessarily draw a lot of meaning from those games. But the Lakers struggled in the bubble towards the end. Um, but Portland's defense, suspect. It's just too inconsistent. The Lakers have more than enough firepower to blaze through. I'm taking the Lakers in six. Houston and Oklahoma City. Now, this is the this is the one series I'm sure a lot of people out there have circled. I'm This is definitely the one series I'm most looking forward to. There are so many storylines here. CP3 facing down his old team. Harden and Westbrook both facing off against their old teams as well. It's going to be a super entertaining series. The real big factor here is Westbrook's quad injury. He is out and expected to miss, quote unquote, the first few games. You know, it is not certain when he's going to be able to return and help Houston here. So Harden is definitely going to need to step up and take the bulk of the scoring burden. I definitely think he's up to the task. So let's let's see what's going to happen. This, I think, is the toughest series to predict. You've got a top 10 offensive team clashing with a top 10 defensive team. I think star power wins out here. Ultimately, Harden is that edge factor. He's the best player in the series um, by quite some margin, in my view. So I'm taking Houston in seven. Utah versus Denver. Denver have really grown this season. Michael Porter Jr. especially has been pretty impressive in the bubble. He stepped up in a big way. Jamal Murray is continuing to grow and get better defensively. Um, so I'm, I'm going to take Denver in six. Like there, there's a hell of a lot of offense uh, on that Denver team, especially with Jokic. We all know how dynamic he is as a playmaking big. Utah, on the other hand, I have my doubts about. I just don't think they have enough scoring punch, especially without uh, Bojan Bogdanovic. I might be wrong about this one if, if Donovan Mitchell has a superstar series, but otherwise I just I just don't see Utah being able to take this one. So Denver, I'm taking in six games. Dallas and the Clippers. Um, listen, look, I love the Chris Stapps-Luka tandem. That, those two players are fantastically talented. 
Luca is definitely the future of this league. He's going to be one of the best players in the league for some time to come. But it's not the Mavericks' time just yet. I don't think they have enough to overcome the Clippers' star power. So I'm I'm taking the, I'm taking the Clippers in five. I'm taking the Clippers in five, and that might be me being harsh on Dallas, but I just don't give them much of a chance to win this series at all. And that's the same for Milwaukee versus Orlando, if I'm honest. The Bucks are going to have Giannis back after that one game suspension following his headbutt on Mo Wagner. Um, listen, the Bucks have been the best team in the league all season. They have the best defense in the league. They've got, you know, one of the best offenses. Orlando, not so much. So Orlando fans, I'm sorry. It's the Bucks in five. And honestly, I've only got them in five because I'm too polite to predict this sweep. Indiana and Miami. Um, again, this is going to be another difficult one to predict in my view. Uh, Miami has had the best of the paces in the regular season, kind of taking that series for one. The paces are without Demantis Sabonis. Um, that's not to say that they don't have offensive punch. TJ Warren has been balling out in the last few games. We all know about that. Victor Oladipo and Malcolm Brogdon, I think if they bring their A games as well, then, you know, they could definitely give this Miami Heat team a hell of a lot to think about. Um, but the Heat have a better offense. They have a much deeper team. They've got a Jimmy Butler who's going to be highly motivated. So I'm I'm seeing the Heat win this one in six. But honestly, if if Warren, Oladipo and, and Brogdon like really bring it to the, to the Heat, then it, it could go the other way as well. Um, but I see Miami coming out on top in, in this one. Boston and Philadelphia. Um, this is gonna be this is gonna be very difficult for the Sixers. No Ben Simmons makes it a lot harder. And Bede is gonna have to carry a lot more of that scoring load. The Celtics have a three-headed dragon in the form of Tatum, uh, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward. They've shown out in the bubble. Add Kemba to the mix and you can see why Boston has had a top five offense all season. Add Marcus Smart to the mix and you can see why they've had a top five defense all season. That team was just loaded with lots of high IQ basketball players who are all switchable on the wing. So look, my money is definitely on Boston in this one. Um, I'm taking them to nab the series in six games. Toronto and the Brooklyn Nets. Listen, Brooklyn, they're no slouches and they've got some serious scoring punch in the form of Karis Levert, who in that Blazers game especially kind of showed he is a talented scorer. The guy's a walking bucket. They've got an elite rim protector in Jarrett Allen and they've got a sharp shooter in Joe Harris. So that is a hell of a lot of, you know, high level complementary pieces. And look, when Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving return this team is going to be downright scary but for now listen this Toronto team is the best coach team in the league the second best defense they have a bevy of veterans with championship experience they've got Spicy P Pascal Siakam Fred Van Vliet who is a pest on defense and who is a sharpshooter from three Kyle Lowry who is just one of the more underrated point guards in the league, in my view. Look, this this Toronto team is going to go far. I could well see this Toronto team making the finals. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that this squad has the potential to do that. So listen, Toronto in five or six, man. Like this Brooklyn team is not ready just yet. 
So there you have it, guys. Those are my playoff predictions. Thank you so much for listening. Like this bubble format has brought us some amazing basketball. I've loved the the competitiveness. I've loved the intensity. I've loved the playing format. I really hope that they bring in that kind of ninth, eighth seed playing format for um, you know next season. Uh, I can't wait for the playoffs to start. We've got some fantastic looking series, some really difficult to predict series as well. And I'm sure that some of you guys over the next few days will be yelling at me for some of my playoff predictions. But you know, that that's all part of the fun, man. That's all part of the fun. So listen, roll on Monday. Can't wait for these playoffs to start. But until next time, see you later.